Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. It's Sunday evening. I almost played it twice. Hey, this is Jeremy Dunn on the air um i'm just waiting for i'm actually sitting in everybody for um for robert brining robert is actually out on um where is he he's he's on a trip someplace going someplace fantastic and um i am to washington dc and i'm joined he's off to washington dc yes exactly and um, I'm joined by uh, – hold on, hold on. This thing is feeding back to me. And I'm, and I'm joined by Scott Kramer from New York. Hi, Scott Kramer from New York. Hello, Jeremy. Hello, everyone. Golly. This, I, I did it right. Can you believe it? <laughs> and, and you sound great. Ah! Gosh, it's, I, I mean, I've got all these things flashing up at me going, oh, God, stop, play, do this. So, anywho, uh, tonight we have a great guest uh, coming in, and I think he's holding for us now. Um, oh, terrific. His, <laughs> and his name is Tom Donahue, and he has he's running an initiative called Who's Positive. So without further ado, I think I'm going to bring him on and see if he's there. So let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Hello, Tom. Hey, Jeremy. How are you? I'm good, Tom. How are you? I'm God, doing well. Man. Hi, Tom. Uh, it's Scott from New York. How you doing, hey, Tom? Hey, Scott. How are you? Good, good. So we, uh, we, we, there's been a lot of excitement up to this show. It has there? We, there did you know that? No. Yes. I, I'm, I'm usually kept in the dark. Well, I knew a little bit about it. Yeah, tell us. It was a, a video link or something like that? Yeah, we, we actually are simulcasting this live on whospositive.org slash live. So basically for the last half an hour, we've been live um, on uh, a live broadcast, basically video broadcast. And, of course, we're teasing the 10 o'clock hour. Of course, we're breaking right now. We're, we're simulcasting your uh, interview um, on whospositive.org slash live right now. So, uh, and we've been telling people we've got the phone number up, so we, we're encouraging people to call in. Hopefully you've got uh, some people standing by just uh, just dying to ask some, some, some questions. But the really cool thing is after this, we're going to transition right back into um, a live uh, video broadcast where we're actually going to, for the first time, which is really cool, we've been sitting, spending days at this. Okay, so right now... <laughs> Jerry, I know, I know. You, you, you like right before we were going on live, I was like, like, like a little kid in a candy store, store going like so giddy. Um, it's been so exciting because for days we've been working on this, and we have eight computers, three internet connections, um, all to run this around for your show. So uh, it's been really exciting tonight. Holy smokes! That's fantastic. Now I'm going to get all nervous and choked up and like choke the words. No, I actually I won't because because I, I'm 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 not afraid to say this. I'm a publicity whore. I really enjoy well, not I shouldn't say publicity. I, I like being in front of people and talking to people, 
And anytime I get a captive audience, it's, you can't get me to shut up. So welcome, everybody, on Tom's Simulcast. And welcome, Tom. Well, thank you. This is awesome. So, so Tom, tell us, uh, let's, let's jump right in, because we have, we have 55 minutes, and we want to know everything there is to know about you and who's positive. So let's start with what is who's positive, and why did you start it? Hey Jeremy, before we do that, can I can I just take a quick second? Um, uh, I need to uh, ask that I think, and this is something I had gone over with Robert. Um, I'd like to dedicate tonight's show um, to um, Carlo Benavides. Um, Carlo is somebody that is a very very dear friend of mine. Um, Carlo started our tour with us, um, and in April. Uh, we found out of his pos- of his passing, and um, Kahlo was a uh, a very bright young HIV positive man who joined me at a campaign to end AIDS event in Washington D.C. and we got to know each other. And when I started conceptualizing the tour that we'll talk about, um, Kahlo was the first person that we had brought on. And then we did a nationwide search, and we narrowed it down to six individuals that we took to Washington D.C. So. Kahlo was um, very influential um, to our organization, and uh, this is the first time that that even that we've been able to really talk about it. And um, so, I ask that um, your listeners just take a moment to put Kahlo in their thoughts tonight um, and his family as. Uh, we really remember a, a phenomenal young man, an activist, and somebody who really, really wanted to make a difference in people's lives. Um, so I'd appreciate that. But moving on to your question, who, who am I? What, where have I been? So basically the story goes um, about six years ago I was infected with HIV. Um, I found out in October, but um, know that I was infected in around the summer, so June, July type frame. And uh, I went from kind of curling up and, and, you know, walking into that doctor's office. Um, It was just a a routine HIV test. Um, And I had gone, I had just moved to State College, Pennsylvania, which is the home of Penn State University. And I had started a, a full-time job, and um, as part of that, I just got a, like a routine physical. And I said, yeah, just you know, do all the, the blood work and do the HIV test and the whole works. And um, never knowing in my wildest dreams that something that we all are frightened of um, would ever come true. Um, you know, I was an activist. Um, I was uh, I was um, very active at Penn State and uh, probably looked at from some as a as a leader. So you know it was easy for me to say, well, you know, I went and go I went and got tested. Never thinking in rural Pennsylvania, you know, not really knowingly knowing anyone that was HIV positive, that my results uh, would come back positive. And I I remember that day and I had just gotten home from work and I got a phone call. And it was from the doctor himself, and I knew that was odd. And he said, "Tom, I I need you to um, I, we need to talk about something." And 
what made me know exactly what it was right away was because I'm kind of like one of those now people. So halfway through the, you know, like the week from the blood work, I called in and, you know, inquired about everything and everything had come back and everything was fine except for my HIV test. And we, we all know that, it, um, you know, if you do get tested through a blood draw, that it can take um, a little while. It could take a week. And so when he said that he needed to talk to me about my results, it kind of um, narrowed it down, and um, I knew I, I, I knew what he wanted to tell me. And um, at the time, it was uh, I started to cry. I um, I was scared. I I didn't I didn't know what was going on. Um, I became very emotional. The doctor said, um, you know. I'd, I'd like for you to come in, I'd like to schedule an appointment for you to come into my office tomorrow. I said, no, I'm, I'm going to come in right now. The catch to this was was that when I was laying on my bed and the phone rang, um, I was uh, laying next to my partner, and we were just kind of relaxing. And so when I became pretty much hysterical um, and crying and sobbing, uh, my partner was like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, and... You know, Jeremy and Scott, you, you, you sit there and you think, what what do you say? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what do you say to somebody that, um, you know, there's a couple different scenarios. You say, you know, this person could have infected me. Or, you know, worse yet, what if I could have infected this person? Um, and it was a great relationship, um, one that I actually, you know, value uh, to this day, and um, my partner basically wanted to know what was going on. Why was I so upset? And uh, I just, I just told him. I said, I said, I, I think the doctor's about to tell me that I'm HIV positive. And how long had you been with your partner um, at that time? Um, it had been uh, probably pushing six months or so. So, I mean, it wasn't a, a, like a long, long-term relationship, mm-hmm. but it was something that had developed um, and that was really strong. I mean, it was it was a relationship that I think we all kind of envision, you know, that it's just not a sexual relationship or anything like that, but it was a friendship that somebody you could feel comfortable telling something to. And um, it was... Um, it was really hard to to sit there and for just seconds um, try to make up a, your mind on what to do and what to say and you know do you not tell them. Um, so I remember us getting into the car and driving to the doctor's office and I, you know if the doctor was to pass me by today I probably wouldn't even recognize him. But all I remember is walking into the room or getting into the office and them like scurrying us in. And um, I remember sitting up on the bed, and um, I remember the, the door opening, and, and all I remember is the white coat. You know how, like, when you close the door, you see the breeze, and it brushes by, and I just remember the white coat. Sure. And I'm sitting up on the bed, and my partner's sitting um, behind me on my right side, and the doctor's to my left. And, um, you know, and I, I apologize if I if I pause... No, that's and, okay. uh, you know, <laughs> okay to pause. It, it's, it's because I, you know, I always tell people that reliving this and rethinking about it, 
um, you can't not step back and, and just feel those emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one moment of, of passion, of intimacy, of irresponsibility not only changed my life, but it changed the lives of so many people around me um, forever. And I remember him saying to me, you know, Tom, I'm really sorry to have to tell you, but your HIV test came back positive. And um, I became hysterical. Uh, I started to cry. I, in some ways, felt like somebody had died. And I would, from my hysteria, I'm sure that people in the other rooms thought somebody had died. And I I think that a part of me did die that day, but a part of me also changed. Um, And and how old were you? Let's see. I was 23 at the time. Um, 24, excuse me. And, um, you know, here in a rural community, and I grew up in a rural community where, you know, in high schools, the the thing that we do is, is you know, in, in health class is, is watch people uh, dying from AIDS in Africa. You know, that's the thing to do where you don't see billboards of anything HIV related, where you don't hear people talking about HIV and AIDS, even though ignorantly, it, you know, it's all around you. And sure. there's people infected and affected all around you, but so so rural. You know, you go to, to uh, you know Scott in New York City. You probably can't walk down a block without seeing, uh, or you know, a couple blocks without seeing some sort of uh, you know billboard or you know bus sign or something relating to HIV. And uh, you know, I had never seen that. You know, I, I didn't think that it was in my neighborhood. Um, so. I think that a part of me did die that day, and um, it was it was devastating. And I remember us. Um, I remember asking the doctor to excuse my partner and I, and uh, my partner came over and basically gave me a hug. And during this time, it was it was a really difficult time because uh, my parents had just announced that um, that they were getting a divorce, so nobody was really talking to each other. Um, you know, and I, I share very personal information, um, uh, publicly to share a lesson. Um, you know, at the time, you know, I, I always say that no matter how long of a relationship you're in, uh, whether it be two minutes or two days or two years or 29 years, like my parents, you know, if you're sexually active, then you're at risk. And the reason I say that is it brings to mind, you know, um, uh, my parents. And they know that I share the story. But, um, you know, my mom had been cheating on my dad. And, you know, after 29 years of marriage, you think that you have a commitment and, and that you don't have to worry about things like that. But if you're in a relationship and you're sexually active, then you're at risk. Um, you know, we all know that there's ways of protecting ourselves, but, um, you know, theoretically, my mom could have been putting my dad at risk and my dad never knowing it. Sure, uh, and I think that um, exactly what you say is true, and 
as I work as a social worker with um, teenagers, I tell people that, you know, that they ask me all the time, um, you know, once you're with somebody, you don't need to practice safer sex, right? And I say, yes, you do, because you're not with them 24 hours a day. Right. And you never know what they're, what they're doing. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you, you know, you, you said that a part of you died that day, and it seemed like a huge part of you was born as well. Um, it, it may have taken some time, but, um, you know, you were able to turn that into um, a great thing with who's positive. You know what, and, and you say it may have taken some time, and it actually didn't. Um, oh. It, I found out in October, and um, by December, um, World AIDS Day, I had gone to a uh, an event at Penn State University, uh-huh. and um, um, and I'm just going to jump in really quick and yeah. let oh two six seven just dropped off. I was going to tell him that I was going to get to him in just a second, but they dropped off. So area code two six seven, you could just call in. Please call back, and we'll get you on in just a second. <laughs> I, I apologize. It's all you. I'm sorry? Go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry about that. Okay, sorry. No problem. The call um, called in, then he dropped off. So. <laughs> oh, definitely. Call back. Call back. Um, so I, I thought, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> you had gone to a um, an event? World, World Aid Day event. World Aid Day, yeah. Um, and I remember sitting in the audience, and I went up to the facilitator, and I had said, I said, I just found out that I'm HIV positive, and I'd like to speak. And um, they were like, okay. <laughs> um, so they cleared a spot in for me to speak, and I remember um, them. I remember walking. I remember them them saying my name. They said that 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 we had that they had a, somebody that wanted to speak. And um, and they said my name, and my heart is pounding, and I walk up to the stage and to a podium. And I always tell people I'm, I'm afraid of podiums, so I, I sat down on the edge of the stage, mm-hmm. and my feet are dangling over. And there was silence. And in the mm-hmm. back of my mind, I'm thinking, what are you about to do? And... Um, I just said it. I said, uh, just a couple of months ago, I found out that I'm HIV positive. And um, I scooted off the stage, and I told a story. I told a story about what had happened over the last three months. And I, I humanized it. Um, I put a face in a in a voice to something that, especially so in such a rural area, you know, people don't hear about. And um, I walked among the audience, and I told them I was scared. I was scared that, you know, I would walk by one of them on campus or at at Blockbuster Video or wherever, and that um, somebody would say something to me, or I would walk by them and I'd hear them, you know, um, talking about me, and I think I humanized it to the point where people understood quickly that you know HIV doesn't only infect an individual, but it affects everyone around them. I guarantee you that 
I affected everyone in that audience that night. And how did and, you feel after you said that, after you did your presentation? Um, Amazing. Uh-huh. Because after everyone was done, everyone came up to me and gave me a hug. Oh. And at a time where, you know, even though, you know, my family was kind of at odds, um, it was it was tough. And in between that day on World AIDS Day and the time that I had found out, I also had to deal with the thoughts of, you know, well, who infected me? Um, because I was sexually active. I was, um, I mean, you could even say I was a promiscuous person. And You're a 24-year-old. Uh, well, <laughs> 22-year-old. I mean, it, it, not, right. not to be ageist, <laughs> but right. you know, in, in, you know, a, you're, you're, you're a kid. You're young. You're getting out a, there. You're sowing your oats. You know, and you're right, and that's exactly right. And and I grew up in, in a military family, so I was really out on my own. Um, I was at a at a huge university. I mean, forty thousand students, um, where I could actually feel like I could be myself. And um, I was just, you know, and it happened. And you know, I, I recall, you know, starting to to tell people. And um, I remember the night that I found out I had come home, and um, um i my partner and i went to um a faculty member the director of the um lgbta resource center at penn state and the reason i tell you this is because it it gave me you know there's a there's a word that that hangs on my my wall um that my roommate gave me um as a christmas gift it says hope um, and I remember her just being so in- encouraging and supportive to both of us. I remember coming home, and I remember sitting at my desk. My partner had gone back to campus. And um, I remember the vacuum going off, and it made me think about my roommates. And, um, you know, this was December, you know this was October, so they had just moved in in August, and I didn't really know them that well, but I knew the one was really active in the gay community, and... Um, you know, very popular, and, you know, we know how the, um, um, you know, that, um, gay, you know, anything in the gay community will, will spread like, you know, <laughs> wildfire. Right. And um, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, if I tell these guys, are they going to tell somebody else? And is somebody else going to find out? And mm. and I, re- I remember them sitting them down on their bed and, um just and you, they could tell that something was wrong because just emotionally and physically I, I looked exhausted. And uh, and we actually have a caller in queue, area code three three seven. We'll get to you in just one more second what, until well Tom finishes last thought here, and then we'll bring you on. And um, I remembered that I remember saying them to them. I ha- I have something to tell you, but I also have a request. I said first I don't want you to tell anyone, and secondly if you hear about it from anyone else, I'd like to know. And I'll tell you what, this was a pivotal, pivotal moment for me because um, if they had rejected me, I mean, they could have done so many different things. I mean, they, if, they're, you know, not, if, they, if they weren't knowledgeable on HIV issues, I mean, they could be worried about sharing the same utensils, the cups, the, you know, the shower. You know, there, there could be so many different things. They may not want me to live with them. So there were so many different scenarios that I was frightened by. And... I just remember telling them, I said, tonight I found out that I'm 
HIV positive. And the very first thing that both of them did was got up and gave me a hug. And are, are you ready to take a caller? I, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, let's see. Area code 337, you're on the air with Tom Donahue. This is Dwayne Bork. I called last week and you know, <laughs> talked with y'all. I got, dropped, I got dropped at one point halfway <laughs> through the story. Um, I was listening to what he said just now about dying the day that he found out. I know what he meant. And I, I'm, I'm not going to sound mean or anything, but I'm jealous because of what you just said, that when you told your parents, they gave you a hug. Well, I've it wasn't, yet, it wasn't my parents. My I've yet to tell my mom because mm. she's lost a son to AIDS already. And I can't, I'm still alive. I'm still here, but she will not contact me. So it, it hurts me. You know, that's what I was going to say last week, and I got dropped somewhere. Well, I'm no, sorry you got dropped, um, but uh, if you can uh, forward some information, maybe we c- or your um, email or something that we can get in touch with you later on after the show, maybe uh-huh. we can hook you up with um, someone that you can talk to in your area. Okay. All right. You know, and and I would say, uh, and I'm, I'm I, I didn't catch your name. I'm sorry, but. Um, Dwayne, hang in there. Um, oh, I you know. I, well, this this has been uh, 21 years now. Wow. And uh, and it's like um, I, I've seen it all. And I was gonna say something a while ago, and uh, that, that that came to my mind when you were talking about speaking mm-hmm. to people. Welcome to the human race. Right. It doesn't matter what age you are. People will be people, no matter what you tell them. Definitely. You, know, you can well, preach till you blue in the face. I know that you then you you might find uh, it interesting in a little bit at ten. Uh, I'm going to do an interview with my sister, um, uh, who you might find that story uh, interesting. So, uh, Dwayne, if you're interested, stay tuned thanks, to that. Uh, Dwayne, thanks for calling. Um, uh-huh. And we're going to move on. To an, we we have another caller coming in, so okay. I don't want to. Hold on not too long, but thank you for calling in, Dwayne. Not a problem. Y'all have a good night. Thanks, Dwayne. I just wanted to ask, um, Tom, is that um, the website is whospositive.org slash live? And that's yes. where the – okay. Yes, I'm going to post that in our, uh, in our chat room so that everybody oh, can go. Oh, definitely. And, and you know what? Yeah. Um, and I'm not in your two six seven. Sorry. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hi, who's on? Uh, Jeremy, it's Robert. Robert! Robert! Hi, Robert! <laughs> how you guys doing? Hey, Tom, how are you? Good, sir, how are you? How's D.C.? Good, we actually just got here. We had a little bit of traffic, but I wanted to call in and thank you for coming on the show and apologize for not being there, but I'm sure Jeremy and Scott are taking care of you very well. Very good, and we're actually, uh, we're, we're as we talked earlier, we're simulcasting... Uh, this on who's positive as well, and then of course we got the ten o'clock show where we're, we're going to do a live interview with my sister. Uh, Great. Well, and now so. I'll be able to check all that out when I get back, right? Definitely. We're actually recording it, so it'll be it'll be on there for, and you'll be able to watch everything. So. 
Great, great. Well, I just want to say again, call in real quick. Jeremy, hi. Hi, Robert. <laughs> hey, Robert. <laughs> I'm getting ready to go to dinner now, so I just wanted to make a quick call in and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to, to sit down with, with us and chat. Well, I appreciate the invitation, and if there's anything that, that we can do for you guys, definitely let us know. You got it. You guys enjoy the rest of your show. Thank you, Robert. Bye, Robert. Bye. Bye. Bye, Robert. Have a great time. Oh, goodness. That was funny. Mom called in, checking in on the kids. (laughs) (laughs) See how that works? (laughs) Making sure we're not, like, you know, destroying the place or anything. That's right. We're just having a party with Tom. You guys are doing great. That's right. And I just want to mention again, Dwayne, um, We'd like for you to uh, send us some information. Um, you can email me personally at jeremy at positivelyspeaking.com, or you can email Robert directly at robert at posiam.com. Email us with your um, location and your specifics, and we can hopefully get you pointed in the right direction in your area where that you can talk to somebody about about your mom. So. Thanks. And Jerry, let me, let me let me also um, you know also give you my contact information as well. If anybody wants to contact me, um, my email address is tom t o m at who's positive w h o s positive dot org. Great. So, Tom, tell us a little bit more about who's positive and uh, <laughs> about your organization, who's positive, and um, sort of what the mission statement is, what you are all about. And um, then we'll go from there. I really want to hear more yeah. about it. No, thank you. Um, basically, it kind of evolved from that day, that World AIDS Day, to people asking me to speak, to really starting to understand that how one person can really make a difference in this fight. And, um, you know, we were talking about, you know, uh, what I would call a program if somebody had asked me to, to present. And it came up who's positive. And then it came from a program where I was speaking to a website to actually becoming a, an organization. And um, we basically are a group of people, um, you know, that just want to make a difference, want to uh, humanize HIV through firsthand accounts of people living with HIV. And we believe and know that by simply humanizing it, we can make a big difference. You know, I had a thought, of, if you're interested, uh, on our website, um, there's a journal section where I, I made a rant just recently um, about, you know, if we treated the swine flu anywhere near we could, that we could with HIV and AIDS, would we be looking at the same epidemic? Um, you know, and it's true, you know, obviously in some cases, you know, we, we don't want to, um, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, where they're, they're, you know, um, putting people in, you know, rooms and not letting them go anywhere or anything like that. Not to that degree, obviously, but, you know, if we talked about it, if we... The word is quarantine. Thank you. If we, you know, yeah. we, we certainly don't want to quarantine people. I was trying to think of it. It was right, like, right there, and I couldn't think about it. You know, we certainly don't want to quarantine people and things like that. But, you know, if we, if we could get it out into the media and get people starting to talk about it and going to those rural communities where, you know, people like me, you know, 15 years ago, 
you know, never heard the word HIV AIDS or, had, you know, to talk to students, to talk to humanize it. Um, you know, if we can only keep that conversation going, why is it that we can only talk about HIV and AIDS on World AIDS Day? Um, or, you know, June 27th when it's National HIV Testing Day. Uh, we also have a huge push to encourage people to be tested. Um, Who's Positive is very proud um, to have worked and to continue to work with Orshore Technologies, who um, um, really is, you know, helps get people tested. I mean, and with that partnership, we've been able to, gosh, get probably – I mean, between all the programmings and the tour, probably thousands of people tested. Um, even when I go to, to speak at different colleges and universities, we try to get – I work with the schools to provide HIV testing. And, and I kid you not that at every single event that I've done where we've been able to coordinate testing directly after the program – they've either run out of test or have run out of time. And, and there was one at Lock Haven University that they had gone to like 1 o'clock and literally had to, to, to stop because me and, the, and people want to get tested. People just need to know where the resources are and, and know how to do it and know that it's a simple – it can be as simple as a little swab of your cheek, um, you know, and painless. And in some cases, you can find out in, in 20 minutes. So, you know, we need to humanize it to the point that it becomes a – prevention tool and um and make it available um you know we've we took a um who's positive took a stand recently that uh well i guess within the last couple of years um where we took we actually i went and testified um before the fda um supporting an over-the-counter rapid hiv test now I'm going to stop you one second here because I do have another caller. Okay, I great. carry a code 1111111. So <laughs> let's, let's, I, I have no idea where this guy, is, this person is calling from, so we'll, we'll just try it here. Um, let's see. Hello? Hello, I'm here. So we'll, we'll just try it here. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Turn down your computer. Okay, I'm I'm turning them. Turn. I I think I just hung up. Call or call back, but turn down your volume. Yeah, Put it on mute do. and then call us back because <laughs> we want to know what your question is. Oh, my gosh. Yes, please, caller, call back in. Make sure that you, you have your your volume turned way, way down. Or off. <laughs> or off, um, exactly. So, Tom, wait, I, you, were, you were just talking about how you were advocating for the over-the-counter um, HIV test. I want to hear more about that because I remember when – there was talk about that, and I was never really quite sure how I felt about that, mm -hmm. just because um, being a counselor and um, <laughs> wondering, you know, like, what about the counseling aspect of this? How's that going to work? Absolutely. So tell me more about that. Well, let me just say that I don't speak on behalf of the company or anything like that, but I think that uh -huh. the theory behind it is, is that, and, and there are some things that we are, as an organization, very concerned about. Um, you know, counseling is obviously very important, but the theory behind making it rapidly available um, to people. And 
one of the reasons we took this stand is because in our travels, um, we were we you know communicated when we did polling um, with young adults, and overwhelmingly people said that this is something. Young people said that this is something that they wanted. Um, and, and we have because, a caller calling back, by the way. Oh, good. Okay, so let, let's let's try this again. <laughs> I'm going to try it one more time. Okay, let, caller, let, you're let, on the air. Yeah, yeah can you hear me? <laughs> I'm going to try I, I it one more time. So. Okay, let's caller, let's, you're right. on the air. Uh, this is actually talking here. Hold on, you still need to turn it Okay, caller, you're on the air. This is actually talking here. Hold on, you still need to turn it Okay, caller, you're on the air. Okay, oh, I, no. I put you on I, caller. I put you on mute until you can get your caller down, your your volume down. So, <laughs> sorry. Um, if you're in the chat room, raise your hand and let me know that you're ready, or um, I'll give you about ten seconds and then we'll tr- we'll try it again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so should we? Okay. Yeah. Let's try it again. Let's see if okay, let's see if let, he's there. Let, let's try this one more time. Okay. Hello, caller. Yes, can you hear me? Oh, that's much better. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay, we have success. <laughs> All right. Hi, who are you? Who are you calling from? Uh, this is Todd. I'm in uh, Montoursville here. I'm actually working with Tom on the live show here today. Ah, oh, hey, Todd. Todd. How are you? <laughs> Todd is also uh, my best friend, actually. Oh, so I'm surprised great. that he's calling, actually, because this was not part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, Todd, welcome. Do you have a question or a comment for Tom? Or uh, no, not at this time. <laughs> you just wanted to call and say hey. <laughs> uh, a little bit, and that, uh, you know, um, self-support Tom, I guess. Oh, that's terrific. So what is your um, role with Who's Positive? Um, well, d- depending on the year, I had different roles. Uh, right now I'm uh, kind of webmaster and uh, IT extraordinaire. I'm... Uh, the engineer and the producer for the live show that we're uh, doing here, the video show. Um, so, I mean, I just, you know, I've been Tom's best friend for several years, and uh, I've worked with him as much as possible. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. He, Todd is one of those people that um, that I know I could go to for anything. Todd. And, um, Somebody calling you, Todd. <laughs> So, um, That's actually Charlene, uh, Tom's sister. She's actually alive here as well. Oh, my sister's on. Charlene. Hi. We're going to make this a whole family affair. <laughs> well, you, but you know what? This is, this is actually really, on a, on a really important because um, people need to understand how support, how much support is important to somebody. Um, who may be uh, or who is HIV positive. I know that that a lot of my friends um, either distance themselves to the point where they just become distant and I didn't talk to them, so I guess we're not friends anymore, or um, they just distance themselves. And I think that a lot of times that that happens not necessarily because they they don't want to have anything to do with you, but because um, they don't know how to handle it themselves. They don't know that if a simple question that anyone could ask at any time, like, hey, how are you, I could take as, you know, what are you trying to say? Um, you know, so often we will, um, 
we'll we'll work with people um, who just find out or with friends. I mean, uh, Todd, I don't, I don't know if Todd's still on or not, but you know, I I know that I'm sure many things went through Todd and, and Charlene's mind about me being positive, um, not only about them, and then you know, with Charlene, my sister, you know, you know now has kids. So, you know, uh, in the back of my mind, I, I had thought, you know, when they were born, you know, how sensitive is, is Charlene going to be about me being around her kids, you know, and things like that. So these are, the, this is the humanistic side of HIV that, that one struggles with. Um, just recently, and I share this story on our, my blog or my journal on Who's Positive, that, um, you know, I had, I, there was somebody that I, had shown an interest in and who had shown an interest in me and um it was very very you know when you when you get that interest and you feel like you're like a little kid and you know um you get that peck on the cheek or whatever and it's like you know uh like you're like a little kid and um and then I was faced to have to tell this person that I was HIV positive and you know everything completely changed um right. so many times you know that happens you know, you can only get beat up so many times, and um, I share a very um, private time uh, on my journal about about it and about how frustrating it was. And uh, you know, I probably cried the other day for about 90 minutes. And I and I'm a very strong and thick-skinned individual, um, but it doesn't mean that that we can't uh, become emotional and be emotional. And um, and I was. I, uh, and I actually, that would have been a time that I would have called somebody like Kahlo, and Kahlo would have been there. Um, instead, I, I called Cree, who um, was uh, another member on our tour. Um, and the support is sometimes so important, and people don't understand that just that just being a friend, being somebody that can be there to listen to, um, can can really. Uh, be impactful in somebody's life. Well, I think that's one of the things that's so important about um, your website um, and also POSIM community is bringing it all together. And and as I'm saying that, I'm also looking at you um, streaming, and uh, <laughs> it's so cool um, that, that I can see you. And that really brings it together for me as well. I see you waving there. Um, and it, it just <laughs> makes it real. Um, and it makes it, it gives it it gives HIV and um, your organization a real face that's moving and speaking and alive and full of energy and I think it's great. And that's that's one of the things that that we strive to do is is that we um, you know even though we touch upon act you know uh, advocacy um, you know I've been in D.C. I've been in uh, you know I've spoken at the state capitol in Pennsylvania. Um, we are able to put a, a face and a voice to HIV, and it's just not um, something that you read about in a book um, through college or high school. It's it's somebody that's in front of you that's dealing with it, and I think the more that we humanize it, um, the more that it almost can act as a prevention tool because when we find uh, one of the things that we do that I do when I speak, um, I incorporate a hypothetical HIV test card. So as everyone walks into the room, they each receive the sealed card. 
and on the inside of the card is a big positive or a big negative, and it says the results of your hypothetical HIV test are, and then the big positive or the negative, and then, then the word underneath it. And um, so, and I'll start the program by literally sitting in the middle of the audience, look, you know, and the facilitator will start the program by saying, as you all entered the room, you, you were all tested for the HIV virus, and in your hand sit your results. Someone in this room is HIV positive. Well, they're all thinking on their cards, oh, I wonder if it's me. In actuality, I'll stand up among them and say, I may look like you, act like you, dress like you. I might even be the same age as some of you, but could any of you ever tell that I'm HIV positive? And then I'll literally you know, come out from the audience and actually begin speaking and, and telling a story. I'm not necessarily there to tell you about what HIV is or, or you know, how to prevent it. I'm there to humanize it. And that's why we have such a high success rate in engaging people and getting people out to be getting tested by simply humanizing it. And, um, and that's what makes the difference. That's amazing. And, and that is such a huge support system. Um, and it's like you said, you know, there, there are – you had a, what sounds like amazing support in – um, your friends uh, that you told, your partner, and those people the first night um, on that World AIDS Day that all gave you hugs. Um, not everybody has that, and I feel like, you know, through your organization um, and putting a face on it, that's a huge amount of support that um, a lot of people just don't have, and if they can reach out and get it through you or through POS-IM, uh, it's just as good as any hug that somebody can get in person. Hey, virtual hugs are just as important. Absolutely. And, you know, um, and I just want to remind folks that the number to call in is 347-215-9442. We are running down to the last 15 minutes of the show. Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, my um, goodness. <laughs> I know. Um, we've, had some, we've had a great time this, over this last 45 minutes, and we're gonna run, I would like to run it up to the full hour. Um, so, so Tom, where do you, I'm going to kind of change, change a little bit and, uh, change direction, I should say, and, and ask you, what do you see the future of who's positive being in, say, the next five years? Oh, wow. I mean, it, it, that's a really hard question. One of the things that we have a vision for is to launch NIHAD, N-Y-H-A-D, National Youth HIV Awareness Day. Um, we had tried to, wanting to do it in 2010. Um, not sure if that, that's probably unlikely. Uh, one of the things that we learned with Operation Get Tested, something that we should probably briefly talk about is um, Operation Get Tested was a nationwide HIV testing drive. We took six HIV-positive youth, including Kahlo and Cree and, and, and four others, and uh, we, we, like 68 people had applied to be on this tour, and we narrowed it down to six, and we flew them out to New York City where they actually um, um, got on a tour bus. We put them through some media training and things like that because it was – uh, it had caught attention of CNN and NBC and 
um, uh, various news outlets across the country and, and newspaper. So we, we put them through some training, and then we brought them all together, and we basically lived on a bus. And we traveled across the country, um, and we did programming across the country, I should say. And um, we put, you know, we, we spent $10,000 in wrapping this, this huge bus in, in a, in, with a graphic that said Operation Get Tested. And um, so coming off of that, um, we, we learned a lot being a very fresh uh, new organization. So one is, I think, so we're kind of still recovering from that. Um, but what we want to do is launch, is partner with other organizations um, and the first organization we, we will turn to um, is Advocates for Youth, um, who is an amazing organization um, and who also worked with us on Operation Get Tested. But, um, you know, and um, so we want to launch, um, in conjunction with other organizations, um, a national day where we can, we as, I guess I'm not becoming, not so young anymore, but, um, but yes, you are. People, <laughs> and, and I just want to just want to throw out there that I do have a caller waiting in queue. So okay. when you are ready to take the question, let me know. Okay. So um, uh, so we want to we want to launch this National Youth HIV Awareness Day a day in general, and our plan is to launch it um, sometime the end of March, beginning of April, um, right before spring break. And the purpose of that is because there's a lot of discussion about um, irresponsibility during spring break. And if we can tie that into, um, you know, stories about HIV and AIDS and National Youth HIV Awareness Day and bringing out statistics and, and talking about that, then, um, you know, it, it makes it for a good combination. But let's, let's not wait. Let's, let's uh, take that call. Okay. And caller, you're on the air. Hello? Is that me again? Hello, Todd. Again. Hey, Todd. <laughs> you just can't hey, how you doing? <laughs> Todd, you're back. <laughs> yes, I am. Well, you know, I know that we've got uh, not to just to uh, to make note. We, I guess there's quite a few people viewing our our live broadcast, but I also want to throw, make sure that we're throwing out the numbers so that people who are watching the live broadcast on our website uh, have the opportunity to call in as well. And that's so, three point seven two one five nine four four two. So. Um, so that's, I guess that's where we see ourselves in, uh, you know, is, is taking kind of one thing at a time and, um, not forgetting as we grow why we're here. And that's something that I think that we can pride ourselves in is, is that we haven't lost our, our, our vision and our sight about humanizing HIV and putting a face and a story to it. Um, you know, we're not a big, huge production, although we seem to be today, um, we take what we have and we use the resources that we have to to make a difference. And um, and so, you know, as we continue to look at and and, and gauge uh, launching a day like this, and, and it takes a lot. I mean, the, the tour alone um, to conceptual to conceptualize it and to to execute it um, meant that. Uh, almost a year in planning, or over a year in planning, and then, um, you know, raising the funds and, and being able to do it. I mean, and then, then then creating all the stops and working with um, each of the locations and the stops as a committee 
who would basically host us and and the coordination and the execution of that um you know was very very difficult um with wow. the, the staff that we had um but and, and just to jump in i do have somebody calling in from nebraska Okay. <laughs> so yeah, my the call. The, I'm I'm telling you, the the switchboard's starting to light up. So. Good. Let him call. Let him call. <laughs> so let me bring him Nebraska, on the air. Nebraska bring, sounds like if it's Omaha, it might be my sister. Oh. Hi, Nebraska. You're on the lot. You're on the air. Hi, this is his sister. Oh hey. <laughs> Hello. Hi, this is Charlene. Hey, Charlene. Welcome. Thank you. Very nice to meet you. I just wanted to give him some love and support. Awesome. Oh, oh that's so sweet. <laughs> I'm going to make her cry later, so she'll, I'll get her back for Oh, good. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> that's great. Um, well, awesome, yeah. Charlene. Thanks for calling in and showing Tom. Tom is a great guy, and um, I, I'm glad that you were able to call in and show his support, for some, some support for him. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Ron. So, Jeremy and Scott, I mean, uh, what I think what's what's really important to note um, is is that even though it, you know I do have some some really good support, there were really rough times, um, and not to you know sidetrack the fact that even though I've got some some individuals who are are great now, um, going back to the time that I that that I found out. Um, it's not uh it wasn't an easy thing to go through and it continues to be i mean just uh just look at the uh, the blogs some of the blogs that i go in and and it, my my journal becomes an outlet for me not necessarily uh, uh you know a place where i can really share thoughts and feelings and frustration i guess um you know and we we are always looking for other people who are HIV positive to to journal and the reason we do that is is that um, we want people to know that there are people out there who are struggling and going through the same things as other people are going through and again that goes back to the basics of why who's positive is who it is and why we are so successful and that's humanizing it even if you are either infected or affected we want you to blog. We want you to journal. We want to hear about your stories and your experiences, because we want others to know that that they too that there are people going through the same things that they are going through, and um, and I think that that's really really important. Absolutely. Awesome. So we're down to the last five minutes. Wow. <laughs> and I know, I know, crazy, huh? And I want to ask you one question. Yeah. Um, and I know Rob does this, but I'm making my own question up because Rob's not here tonight. Um, <laughs> so, so Tom, if you were to describe what you're doing in one word, what would that word be? Hmm. I don't know if that's possible. I mean, uh, so many so many words come to mind um off the top of my head i mean um from empowering to difference to um you know um because I, I, we 
are out there trying to empower people to know their status, um, trying to make a difference in the world. Um, you know, so I think it, I think it's really hard to narrow down such a vision in just one word. But um, so you know, I, I think the, like I said, the first thing that I guess would that would come to mind is um, probably empower, um, because I think um, empower uh, yourselves to know the, know your status, empower yourselves to um, have the resources. Um, I think you can apply the word empower yourself to so many different things um, when it's related to HIV and AIDS. Uh, empower yourself to um, to educate yourself, empower yourself to be able, you know, I always tell people if, you know, if you can get to a point where you can literally unclothe and take off all your clothes in front of somebody, um, then why can't we simply ask somebody to protect themselves? Um, you know, such something so complex and Something so simple seems so complex, you know. Um, it, it, it can be so simple, and I think that just a reminder of that is, um, you know, when we when we do look at World AIDS Day and we do hear stories of people who are infected, but we can't only forget, you know, this like I said, the sign beside me says infected, affected, real stories, real people. Um, it's that that we have to understand is um, is important. That it's not only you know not only did I become infected, but I affected the lives of so many people around me. I mean, probably you know just tonight alone, um, from those listening to my sister to Todd to my parents, um, you know, and we didn't even get into to the discussion about um, you know how my, you know, parents found out. So if that's, you know, something that you want to hear or want to continue this, um, you know, we are going to continue to, to stream live uh, and continue a conversation um, and humanize HIV with my sister and talking about how I found out and things like that uh, at uh, whospositive.org slash live. Um, and you can chat with us. But um, and we'll talk about more specifically uh, the humanistic side of of it and finding out it's it's unscripted it's we're just kind of winging it for our first time but um you know if anybody wants to join in on that they're they're certainly welcome to I think that's great and I think that um you know the issue of disclosure whether you've been positive for a day or whether you've been positive for 15 20 years um is always in in your <laughs> mind and and yeah, it's always yeah I, I hate to say this, but we're down to our last 90 seconds. The nice oh my lady is starting to yell at me. So, um, <laughs> I, Tom, so thank you so, we're so about, much for calling We're in. about 90 seconds away. Okay. Hey, yep. you know what? Thanks, guys. And if we can be a resource or a tool for anyone, please um, contact us through our website, whospositive.org, or contact me directly at tom at whospositive.org. Terrific. Scott, have a wonderful Yes, I know. I'm down to my last minute. Thank you, lady. Um, <laughs> like having a you know, producer yelling at you through the window. But um, we're down to our last 60 seconds or so. So um, thank you, everybody, for listening in. And uh, 
Tom, again, thank you so much. We'll have to take this up on a, um, a second part. I think we need to talk to Robert and get a part two going. Definitely. And I'm Jeremy and Scott. Jeremy Scott, we, we invite you to, to join us on our live. We're, we're about to go live any second now okay. um, on uh, whospositive.org slash live. So join, feel free to join us in the, on the uh, online chat there, too. Great. Terrific. Thank Terrific. You. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Take care, everyone. Have a good week, everyone. And All this right. is Jeremy Dunn from G- Positively Speaking saying good night and good week. <laughs>